The subset of fintech known as regtech promises to change the way regulation is done worldwide for financial institutions. That's especially welcome news because areas such as anti-money laundering pose a huge challenge that banks have yet to stem. There's also the issue of speed. Regulation can barely keep up with all of the changes that happen within financial institutions. Can regtech truly change the way regulators do their work for good and for a greater good? To find out, we'll be talking with Joanne Barefoot, the CEO and founder of Barefoot Innovation Group. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that'll help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. It is wonderful to have you here with us. And today we have Joanne Barefoot, who is the CEO and founder of the Barefoot Innovation Group based in Washington, D.C., and the co-founder of Hummingbird RegTech. Joanne is a senior fellow emerita at Harvard University's Mosavar Ramani Center for Business and Government in the John F. Kennedy School of Government. Barefoot has more than 35 years experience in consumer financial regulatory issues and fintech. The first woman deputy controller of the currency, she established the original consumer protection regulatory unit for U.S. national banks. Wow. And it's a pleasure to have you here with us today on the program, Joanne. I'm delighted to be here. One of the things that not only eludes a great portion of our audience, but I have to be honest, eludes me, is how regtech evolved out of fintech and what the key differentiators are. Take us through that. So I'm glad you asked that because what I think has happened is that fintech attracted cutting edge technology people into finance with new kinds of products and services in fintech. And when they got there, a lot of them looked around and said, I can't believe we're doing the regulation this way. The regulatory machinery is so dated. Really, it's about shifting from an analog to a digital model, and we're doing that in finance overall, and now a lot of people are beginning to work on it in regulation as well. Certainly, regulation and compliance, if they aren't constantly moving targets, there is the fear or the trepidation that they will be. How does RegTech address this in a productive way? So RegTech is blossoming globally. It's coming very, very fast, maybe because it's sort of following the path already laid down by FinTech. And it's basically emerging among a group of innovative regulators. The UK has been particularly forward thinking on this, but there's a lot of regulators around the world. There's new Aspen Institute research that 23 countries are working on reg labs and so-called regulatory sandboxes, many of which are focused on reg tech solutions. And in the U.S., there's a lot of discussion as well. Basically, it's picking off areas where there are high pain points for both the regulators and the regulatees, slow processes, cost wasted, and starting to say, can we bring some more data and some cases artificial intelligence into figuring out how to do it better, faster, cheaper. The magic of it is it has the potential to simultaneously improve the public policy outcome and cut the cost. I just read about this from one of your recent blog posts where you recounted having a dinner with a small group of thoughtful people. You made a statement that 
put you out on a limb, you thought. You said, I believe regulators can change fast enough and well enough to do a good job addressing the technology transformation underway in finance. And then you went on to relate how that produced skeptical murmurs and even laughs. But there is a solid point you have to make there. Can you elaborate on why you believe this is so? Yeah. I am sure that this is so for two reasons, and I said so in the blog post. One is that it's already happening. There are courageous, visionary regulators all over the world and in the United States who are beginning to grapple with this issue and say, we ourselves need to change and do better. And secondly, I think that regulators increasingly realize that they don't have the luxury of not changing. They can't really just hold still. The key challenge for both the regulators and the industry as it grapples with regulation is the pace of the technology change. It is so fast. And our regulatory systems were intentionally designed to be slow, careful, cautious, deliberative, risk averse, and that has usually served us well, but today the risks are rising around not changing fast enough. The financial industry is being transformed by technology. If the regulators can't keep up with that, things are going to go wrong that will come back on the regulators themselves, and they realize that. It's such a paradox, isn't it, that regulations really exist to keep things safe, but if risk is going up, regulation isn't keeping up and the regulators don't keep up, it's really going to exacerbate the situation. I find that incredible. Yeah, absolutely. A great example is in anti-money laundering. The UN has estimated that there is $1.6 trillion a year in financial crime globally and that we're catching 1% of it. Oh, my. And that is costing the financial industry an estimated $50 billion a year to do. So think about that. It's one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive regulatory areas for the industry and producing results that are just completely unacceptable on critical priorities like policing, money laundering around terrorism, human trafficking, drug trafficking, the opioid epidemic. If you tried to catch all of it using the models we have now at that price tag, you'd be spending the GDP of the United Kingdom every year. We have a model that's not scalable, and yet we have technology available to do the whole thing better with different kinds of data. Earlier, we were talking about the distinction between regulating fintech and using regtech. It's easy to confuse those based on the semantics or the onomatopoeia or whatever the <laughs> English major term is, but they're very different things. What's the difference between the two and why is that a crucial difference? Yeah, so the two are overlapping. My project, while I was an active senior fellow at Harvard, was to work on a book on financial innovation and regulation. I'm still working on the book. I'm gonna be putting a paper out pretty soon. And looking at how innovation is transforming finance, for consumer finance, there's innovation underway that basically is attacking all the problems consumers have with their financial lives other than lack of money itself. And you know, even if you're poor, you still have a financial life. You still have money coming in and going out. So 
the regulators have the challenge of figuring out how to allow good innovation to flourish and at the same time block emerging risks, which are everywhere for privacy, cybersecurity, fairness of data, fairness of AI algorithms, and so on. RegTech is not the solution to all of that, but it's a solution to part of it. And in addition, RegTech is a solution to things that go beyond FinTech. There's a lot of work underway in RegTech to change the way financial information is reported to regulators. Many, many realms being explored for bringing up RegTech, and there's an overlap in sort of the consumer FinTech realm. When you were at BAI Beacon, you anchored a discussion, RegTech on the rise, what's on the horizon. We've talked about what some of the potentials are, where the real needs are. When we compare that as to where the boots on the ground are right now and what direction they're headed in, what do you see? So first of all, kudos to BAI Beacon. It's a fantastic conference. So I just touched on some of them. The early use cases that are arising, I would point to number one, some of the regulators are working on what they call digitizing the rule book itself, creating machine readable rules and making it possible for the industry to track changes, analyze them, figure out what applies to you and so on. Secondly, changing regulatory reporting. Right now, if you think about the analog era, the defining characteristic of it was the data was scarce and computing power was scarce and expensive. And now neither of those applies. We've got data and computing power galore. And one of the legacies of the older system is that most regulatory reporting and regulatory supervisory procedures are based on little samples of information or gathering fragmentary partial sets of data and then periodically reporting them. Bank examiners still go into banks and draw, you know, 39 files, for example, look at them to try to extrapolate risk to a whole portfolio. So one of the things is plugging some parts of regulation, not everything, but some of it directly in through an API so that the regulator and the bank are both seeing the same data at the same time and monitoring it against standards to be sure that there's no patterns emerging of either risk or noncompliance. Maybe there will come a day where the regulator view versus what the bank provides is in real time, as opposed to pulling those files and then going through them for a few weeks and then trying to go back and forth on it. Precisely. Think about how much information banks spend time and money compiling and then sending in periodic reports, whether it's monthly call reports or annual home mortgage disclosure reports or whatever. If you can just have that information available, real time, full data sets, smart algorithms taking a look at it from both sides of the regulator, regulatee divide, so that trends could be caught early. Maybe we could have caught the financial crisis and the subprime mortgage problem early if there had been more robust data available to everyone in the system. Wouldn't that have been something? And maybe we won't even think about what that next crisis is because the technology will catch it before we even had a chance to know about it, right? Exactly. I mean, it's not going to be a panacea. Whenever you have innovation like this, it's going to cause some problems in the course of solving some other ones. But we can do so much better 
And again, all this technology already exists. We just have to figure out how to make the system put it to use. And if we can do so much better, it's in part because you're playing a crucial role in helping things to get better. Joanne, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been my pleasure. Joanne Barefoot is the CEO and founder of Barefoot Innovation Group based in Washington, D.C., and the co-founder of Hummingbird RegTech. You can look for Joanne on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, the pace of technical change is moving so fast that careful regulators who are by nature risk averse face an environment where the risks are rising exponentially. The regulator's challenge is to block risk and allow emerging innovation to flourish. Number two, the promise of RegTech is that it can catch malevolent behavior more thoroughly, faster, and better. A particular area where RegTech is needed more than ever is anti-money laundering. The funds are used for terrorism, drug trafficking, and human trafficking. Yet the UN estimates that of the $1.6 trillion a year in financial crime that's committed, only 1% is ever caught. It's a $50 billion investment which is unacceptable and equal to the gross domestic product of the United Kingdom each and every year. And number three. Regulators can digitize the rulebook to track changes and change regulatory reporting. This is all thanks to the rich data and computing power available to people today. This boils down to plugging in data through an application program interface so that banks and regulators can see that data at the same time, eventually coming to a point where regulation can be tracked in real time. To be certain, RegTech is efficient, proactive, and thorough, but it's also fast. Superhero speed, you might say. In this clip, Anand Sanwal of CB Insights talks about one initiative that has helped achieve an unbelievable leap in labor efficiency. Listen. Actively and proactively identifying risks and predicting risk is where RegTech is going right now. So this is an initiative by JP Morgan to do intelligent contract review. And so for regulatory compliance purposes, what they found was, you know, 360,000 hours was spent by humans. And when we think about sort of this is not augmentation as much as this is sort of automation of experts, right? And now with their coin project, they're able to do that in less than a minute. So again, massive sort of efficiencies that are to be gained with some of these reg tech efforts. I think about that from 360,000 hours to less than a minute. First, think about how even that minute will shrink as RegTech leaps forward in the next decade. And second, I like to think about whether my tasks as a podcast host will ever hit that kind of speed. Anyway, here's hoping for a brand new era of pod tech. Or perhaps I should say, here's hoping for a brand new era of pod tech. Sped up. By computer, of course. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org. And look for us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. We hope you tune in next week when a new podcast goes up. And you can look for me on LinkedIn. I'm Lou Carlozo, the managing editor of BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.